Good morning, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across the table from the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Well, my friends, here we are again after the high highs. We are back down to the low lows, and this might be the lowest that we've been all season. This might be the lowest that we've been in a few seasons. Um, and this isn't after you know a gut-wrenching playoff loss. This is just after possibly one of the absolute worst games that we have seen the Green Bay Packers play, maybe in our lifetime, as we fall down to the Giants 22-24. to Yeah, I think we have played overall worst games probably even this season. Um, however, what makes this uh, a lower low than we've experienced recently is because we just came off the highs, right? And it raised expectations. It raised the bar the last couple games, last three games, what we're capable of. Hope is a dangerous thing. So now this is disappointing. Yes. I haven't been disappointed in the team yet this year, really. Okay, we're young. We're figuring stuff out. We're going to make dumb mistakes. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It felt like we had our act together, right? And it's all on the line now. We controlled our own destiny to get into the playoffs. Here it is. Here's a terrible team. All you got to do is just do your job, right? You got come, come to work, do your job, go home with victory, move on to next week. And you, what did we not do? Any of that. So, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, guys. Just disappointed. That was a real bummer of a game. It sucked to watch. I don't even know how we were in it. Well, I, I do know how we're in it, but, like, we shouldn't have been. We got outplayed by the Giants, and the Giants played terribly. This isn't like one of those games where a bad team just miraculously becomes good for a day, right? We've been that. We've no, played that a ton, No, we right? helped them be good. Yeah, no, they were awful as well. Yeah. A bad team played awful, and we were somehow worse. Um, yeah, there, there's there's a lot to get into, but this sucked, right? I, I was just pissed the entire game. Like, man, that was rough. Yeah, I was, I was telling my lady before the game, I was like, you know, I, I hate this team, the Giants. We have some old trauma against them, and right now they're a little bit lower on the realm of teams that I hate. Yeah. But just coming off of the, the game in London last year, just looking at those jerseys, man, I was like, I don't know. There's there's something about this that doesn't feel good. I think we said potential trap game. 100%. 100% trap game. And it came to fruition. So let's go on to I think and I know. Yeah, let's do it. I know. That in our especially most recent years of being Packer fans, we've kind of become aficionados, if you will, of the muff punt. Mm. We've seen several renditions. We see they go through the bread basket. You see it just takes your eyes off of it. You know, Amari Rogers really helped us excel in that realm. Yeah, you know, we were bad before him, but he really took it to the next level. Really brought in our horizons and how you can muff a punt. And we complained so much of Packer Nation complained about Amari Rogers and others over the years. But I know that that muffed punt from Keyshawn Nixon is the creme de la creme. He dropped it, and then I don't know if he played basketball in high school because he was just dribbling the ball on MetLife Field for like seven seconds, dribbled it a few times, fell on it, tried That's to pick good. it up. Right, and that, then, that part that up until that point, we're like, I was like, okay, thank God we got the ball. Just lay on it, just like every other person in the face of the planet would do. That's what you do. Yeah, but Keyshawn's super aggressive brain, which we do love, for when he takes it out, you know, from eight yards deep because he had success doing it, but not in that situation. You have you have no momentum. Just dive on the ball. He tries to get up, dribbles some more. We lose the ball. There's a few Packers in the round, but obviously they don't get it. Giants recover. It was just. It was like mind-boggling that that play continued. Like once he fell on it, I was like, "Oh, it's over! Like we got the ball. Okay, that was crappy, but whatever, we're fine." And it just didn't end. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. And and the Giants, right? They had their own miscue on on punt. So this was a bad day for good football. Yeah, I feel and, bad for uh, all like the other yeah, everyone just random person fans just watching. Like that was a horrible game. Hopefully, of they just all turned to the Titans. Uh, Dolphins game because that was entertaining. No I, idea how the Titans won that. I won it two at points. Um, well, we didn't have a choice, right? They just kind of stuck it on our screen there for a while at, at key moments, 
Like, oh, hey, let's make your, our screen tiny so we can watch the Titans and Dolphins. Can't Great. that be an option? Can't like something pop up and you it's say like, yes or no? Guys, we know what channel that's on. That's fine. Um, if you want to do it like during the halftime stuff, fine, whatever. But anyways, uh, yeah, Keyshawn Nixon, uh, by the way, leads the league in kickoff return yards. So the aggression, this hasn't even been a great year for him returning, but the aggression is there. I do like that after he did that, we held him accountable, which is something we never did with Amari Rogers for some reason. Jaden Reed was out there the rest of the game. As he should have been. You need to send that message if you don't do your job, and especially right. if you don't do it that bad. <laughs> right. I mean, the simple muff, whatever. Maybe you pull him away, but then the the multiple. Yeah, to muff it twice on the same play. Twice might be an understatement, Luke. It was yeah, terrible. It was, it was bad. I am curious when we decide to deploy both returners, because Jaden Reed is the safe guy, right? And he he's a good returner. He's an NFL-level punt returner, right? But he's the safe guy. Keyshawn's the when-we-need-a-big-play guy. I don't necessarily want a big play on my punt returns, right? No, but I feel like punt returns are way more volatile. If if we're losing, maybe, like big or something, you feel like we need a spark Like a minute to go or something and yeah. you need some field position, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like when the Eagles had Deshaun Jackson back there, they'd only put him back there occasionally. Yeah, type of thing. He wasn't their actual punt return. He was only back there when they when they needed it. Um, they did against the Giants and helped us get into the playoffs that year. That was beautiful. Um, that was one of the craziest games in NFL history. <laughs> was walk off punt return. Um, but yeah, it's just man. Let's just play it safe on punt returns. Just put Jane Reed back there. I know he had a muff, but he recovered it this year. Um, it's not like he's bad either. It's not like I was going to say that safe is a very unsexy word, but Jaden Reed is. In my opinion, I mean, other than Christian Watson deep down the field, he is the best pure get the ball in his hands kind of guy and let him see what he can do. Yeah, and he's shown that he can get yards on punt returns. It's not like he's just back there fair catching, but Keyshawn does bring the extra aggression, the extra lack of conscious slash stupidity, it feels like. Like he will do stupid things to get more yards, which sometimes, which works out for him, right? This was not one of those times. No, so maybe not. maybe just Jane Reed back there on punt returns for a while. Let's uh let's see how that goes. At this point, that is definitely what I would be preferring. <clears throat> okay. Right. I know that if I am a third string quarterback, second string quarterback, fourth string quarterback, if I'm any of those, even if I'm just a trash starting quarterback, looking at you, Kenny Pickett, I want to play the Packers. If I'm a good starting quarterback, I don't want to play the Packers. Because somehow our defensive performance is pretty much the same no matter what. Yeah, we either play up or play down. It's very consistent. Yeah. But yeah, we, we are so generous we, to the, uh, the fourth stringers, undrafted <laughs> free agents. Like, we got you. We got toasted by Tommy DeVito, a.k.a. Danny DeVito, a.k.a. Tommy Cutlets, okay, but who's a caricature of New Jersey. I mean, but yeah, pause, right? Like, his last name is DeVito. He does the Italian thing, like, with the hands, yeah. and yeah. literally that's what his entire team does. And we're playing in Jersey. We should have seen this coming. The I God- knew. I was I was afraid of it, honestly. The football gods were not going to let us have this. Yeah, he went to uh, a little background for everybody. He went to Syracuse originally, played quarterback there, was fine. Went to U of I for a year, went to Illinois. He was, he was fine. And because he went to U of I, I... Did think I brought it up either on the show to you last week or like in the pre-op, the pre-op, Ooh, too much nursing, <laughs> the pre-show that we always talk about. Um, I was like, oh yeah, Illinois is on, right? And you're like, no, 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 Dad, we went to Syracuse. <laughs> Forgive me for trying to go into your realm. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Oh, uh, but he did. Yeah, he went to U of I, transferred for a year, and this is the annoying part. Like he wasn't good. Well, he wasn't particularly good. I don't. He was not a guy that I thought necessarily would even make a squad in the NFL coming out. He's just, you know, who is who is uh, compared to in the draft? Like same kind of spot. Who our boy? Which one? Oh gosh, we got a lot of boys. Our backup quarterback, Clifford, the big red, oh. the big red dog. <laughs> Clifford doesn't have those kind of wheels on him. Um, I mean, not that much, unless he was playing us. If we could have Sean Clifford true. play us, he might. He would. If you NFL need, MVP. if you want a contract, and if you have any kind of athleticism at quarterback, play us. Especially if you're bad. The rest of your talent is bad. Play us. We'll help you get that payday. We're just so generous. You know, it is It is almost Christmas. It was Hanukkah. I don't know when Kwanzaa is. It is it's just the season of giving, and yeah. I'm so happy. You know, I always try to lead with kindness and love, and so do the mm. Packers, apparently. 
Def- yes, absolutely. We we lost to Tommy DeVito. Tommy. So here's the annoying part, right? Jordan Love outduels Patrick Mahomes straight up, just outplays him. Jared Goff straight up, Justin Herbert straight up, right? Some quality quarterbacks. But DeVito. But Tommy Cutlets comes in seventeen to twenty one, only one hundred fifty eight yards. But you don't need to throw for that many yards when you got seventy one yards on the ground. Made the dude look like Lamar Jackson out there. Like, what are we doing? But our the tradition continues of making terrible quarterbacks. We also do this with running backs. Mm. Um, look awesome against us. So, yeah. That sucked. I'm going to be kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, yeah, essentially. Because I, I had two, I think I know, is that I was completely sold on. And mine was just that I, I think that it was eerily similar Watching Tommy DeVito take those read option plays, reading uh, the left and right ends. It was a lot of Lucas Van Ness and Kingsley Agbar. Unfortunately, yeah. I feel like they targeted them. And once Rashawn Gary wasn't in the lineup, which he was in and out with, you know, his injuries. Not new ones in this game, but just I think whatever he's been battling all season. It's kind of a load management thing. He's not going to be out there every snap. And we have good enough depth that he doesn't need to be. Well, we, in theory. In theory, we have good enough depth. And against most concepts, we do. But, I mean, there were a couple of times where both Nessie and Enikbari and even Preston Smith got completely fooled. I think they were choosing to attack the younger guys. I think they did yeah. stay away from Preston. But when Tommy DeVito goes 10 for 71, and there were there were wide open lanes. That's what oh. I'm saying. It, it reminded me of Colin Kaepernick. It wasn't 150 or 160, but it was those type of gashes, especially with, as we've talked about, like they don't have that much on the perimeter. It's Saquon. Wandell Robinson, apparently. Yeah, Saquon and uh, Tommy DeVito, apparently, with the wheels. But it was eerily similar, and this one just felt worse because there's no way that he's the athlete that Kaepernick is, but it looked just like him. I think part of my frustration was, yeah, we got gashed by read option because apparently no defensive coordinator we've had in the last 15 years has been able to teach how to play a read option play. Because it doesn't matter who it is, right? Pettin, Capers, Barry. We get torched nonetheless. Um but also just like rush lanes, man. Like how many times? Oh, Saquon had freedom. Well, not, not even Saquon, because we actually shut Saquon down to begin the game. Therefore, while he had like ten carries for what for eighteen yards or something like that, it didn't last. Eventually, though, eventually you get worn down. Yeah, yeah, and it happens. But a lot. Tommy DeVito also had a lot of scrambles, just like straight up the gut. Right, we'd kind of over pursue. They wouldn't. The pass rushers wouldn't stay in their lanes. They wouldn't break down the pocket. They just kind of run past them. Devontae Wyatt did it several times, and then he would just bloop, go free. And also, what are we doing? Why are we not spying him? Right, because Saquon wasn't hurting us at all in the first half. And there's nobody on the outside that we should be afraid just of. Just Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Why is Devondre not just spying him every play? And I was watching because I'm like, okay, towards the end of the game, I thought he was maybe given his alignment. And then I just see him leak out with the back, and there's nobody in the middle of the field. And this was in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what are we doing? And like, even Tommy DeVito is going to figure out, yeah, I can just take this. Yeah, I because mean, he didn't have to read the defense. It's like, okay, if Wandell Robinson's not wide open, I'm just going to run. And it worked pretty much every time. I think I'll feel better if Tommy DeVito continues to progress in the next few weeks. But before this game, Luke, I don't even know how many games he started, like six or seven. He was sacked like 69 times. Yeah, in the last, like, four games, it was, like, 28 times, something like that, averaging, like, seven sacks a game. Seven sacks a game. How many did we get, folks? Zero. Zero. Lucas Van Ness kind of got one. They just didn't call it. It was, like, at the line of scrimmage. but Zero. Yeah. That is absolutely pathetic with it, with the Especially team. coming off our last couple games where the pass rushers really turned it up. Where was it? And those the Giants offense line is not good. I don't even know if Evan Neal played. Like, he did not, uh, but I heard a lot. Like, Mike Wall. Do you listen to any of the Mike Wall stuff? Mm-hmm. Former Packers guard. Um now does a ton of breakdowns on YouTube and, and is on some other podcasts, and he's got some really good insight to offensive line play. And he thought it was a good thing that Evan Neal wasn't playing. The backup's been playing better this year, for whatever that's worth. Unfortunate for the Giants, but yeah. also probably helped them against us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not a good offensive line. Like we should have, if we can torch the Chiefs line and the Giants line, there's no excuse for not showing up against the Giants or the Chiefs. And the Lions, there's no excuse for not showing up against the Giants. I just I don't know what happened. Like you said, we can't we can't stop the read option. And I mean, we're going to see we'll have Justin Fields in a few weeks. Bryce that could Young. get ugly. We may win that. Bryce Young, 
we'll get there when we get to his game, but he is he's garbage and he's unathletic. You know who's who thinks he's athletic, but he's really not, but he's kind of enough to hurt us? Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito's got way more wheels than Bryce Young. Tommy DeVito's got way more wheels than Bryce Young. I agree. Baker? Baker. Baker Baker, yeah. Baker is going to have like a 15-yard scramble against us, I feel like, right now. Unless like we a, have a, a third and 12. Unless we have a real like yeah. bounce-back mentality, like a players-only meeting this week, I could see it. Because Baker's feisty, man. He's boy's got a lot of heart. And if he needs to go to first down, I, I he's going to go love, try. I kind of love Baker. I do love Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, he's had he's had a rough run. Uh, we'll get into it probably when we talk about their game a little bit more. But yeah, he's it's been a rough time for him. But he's he's got a, nothing. He's nothing but heart essentially and confidence. Yep. Like you you cannot convince Baker Mayfield that he is not the best quarterback in NFL history. Correct. Which I love. Like, he's obviously not, but he doesn't know. I mean, self confidence is so important in life. Like, good for you. Him man. and like Sam Howell are like the same person. Thank which God. I love. Thank God we are not playing the Commanders because Sam Howell would run for two hundred by himself and probably throw for five hundred. Dude just bombs away. Yeah, he's he's been very underrated this season. He's which very talked about is more. funny considering if you if any of you out there play fantasy football and own any of the Commanders wide receivers, you've been disappointed all year. Somehow Sam Powell Sam Howell will throw for four hundred fifty yards. And no one will have like a good day. Who has scary Terry in our league? You do, right? And he's been awful. <laughs> Who is two and twelve? Not necessarily my fault, but uh, we'll see yeah. if I'm allowed back in the league next year. Yeah. Well, uh, you're going up against the commissioner this week, so who's the second worst team? So make us proud, but, Pat. Yeah, make okay. us proud. I almost beat him last time. No, actually, one of you my wins is against him. Yep. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll make mine a little quick because we just went everywhere on that one. Well, remember, uh, what was it, a few weeks ago when we were losing, we were talking about oh, everything. kids shows? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to continue from last week. We're, we're just going to keep it rolling. Please do. Tucker Craft's that dude, man. I know Tucker Craft is that dude. Ooh, yes. I, which more tight end love. Like, we used him down the seam. Oh, my God. I was so excited on his, like, 43-yard catch. And then he, he trucks a guy. Right? Say, he took that hit like a man. I love it. Um uh, I'm not going to go into so much depth because we talked about it a ton and I've talked about it a lot, but really excited about what both of these tight ends can do. And we're starting to see a super, 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 super light version. But I'm getting a little bit of like, getting a little Kittle vibes. You know what I'm saying? I was wondering if that's where you were going because, yeah, Tucker Craft, good little, blocker. Yeah. Tough over the middle. And he's like a he's like a mad blocker. He's not like Mercedes Lewis level blocker, but dude is like... He gets apt. He enjoys hitting people. I'm uh, I'm going to pull up his quote. You keep going. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it, and it's phenomenal. But dude is not – he doesn't ha- have quite the long speed. He's not going to stretch the field quite like Luke Musgrave can. However, he's going to be the guy no one wants to tackle, and he's got enough athleticism where it's not like nobody wants to tackle Mercedes Lewis because he's giant. Because he's going to put you in the ground. Go for it. The direct quote from Tucker Craft from seven days ago, I'm comfortable – with violence at the line of scrimmage. I want to punish defenders as a blocker. I see the emotions in their face change when I put them on their heels. I can feel their breath leaving. They exhale as I fall on top of them. Tucker Craft, I will follow you into battle <laughs> to whatever end. We got some Sparta-level stuff going on here. Have, uh, can you look up his most recent one, which is pretty good? It talks about... um. Uh, being like an animal backed into a corner. That's pretty phenomenal. Uh, you carry the show until I find it. Please yeah, go I for gotcha. it. So, Tucker Craft, man, I mean, he may have to be my next jersey. I really wish he was from Illinois because he'd be 100% my boy then. Um, but I love I love that he's from the middle of nowhere, right? South Dakota. Love that his, his family is like uh, crop dusters, right? Like, it's just what a great story. And I love what he brings to the team. I love that he bring he has kind of a mean streak that we haven't had in a long time. No, we need that kind of bully mentality. Yeah. Some with a little personality. I mean, if there's ever going to be scrums when he's on the field, he's going to hit you in the mouth. Yep. And I, I want my tight ends to be a little crazy. The best ones historically pretty much have been. Like if there's a position to be a little loco, tight end's a good one. I got, got it. it. This is from this week. There's no limit. On the savagery you'll encounter when a hungry predator, when you back a hungry predator into a corner, I've bled for this. Believe it. 
see you cheeseheads in a few days. I don't even know what battle we're going to, <laughs> but give me some armor. I am ready, Tucker. Love it. Man, so I hopefully is right development year. I want Luke Musgrave to come back healthy, rest up that kidney. Um, 21 but, personnel for life. We only need two receivers. Right? We, we have like four or five that I like, but we're only going to need two. Or what is it, 13 for your three tight ends? Because you can't forget about Benny and his Jets. Right. <laughs> I just I love I love what we're doing going forward. This really, it's we're so far away from them reaching that, but I, we legitimately potentially could have some Gronk Aaron Hernandez without the murders vibes going on here. Like, I mean, without the murders, if we we see the, the way he's talking. I'm not talking, true. you know, maybe like not legal murders on the field, but Tucker Craft is taking people's souls. I I love the attitude. I love the mean streak. I love that he's getting an opportunity to shine. I started him in fantasy this week. That was a good move. At a boy. Um in a in a league where I'm also like two and twelve. So I'm <laughs> welcome. I'm, I'm just gonna keep riding him. He's gonna be my guy. Um all the way through the consolation championship. But I just love what I'm seeing. Love what I'm seeing out of him. I love the power and I love the finesse because then every time he makes someone miss, I can be like, yo, look at that crafty guy. It's what a name, right? The jokes just make themselves. It makes my life so much easier. It really does. You don't even have to work for the puns. Unfortunately for you, though, you're going to have to be hearing that for a long time because he is dominant. Yeah, I love him. All right, let's uh, let's talk about something. The game? I guess. The uh, espresso depresso. We can kind of get through this pretty quickly. It sucked. Yeah, there's just... Oh, well, I should pause. I should pause. You know, I'm a prisoner of the moment. I'm a very emotional man. I was going to say, Luke, there were no bright spots in this game, and there were. There are actually a couple of bright spots, but we didn't do either of them, really. Uh, the third quarter, Saquon Barkley had a gasher for like 35 yards and then I think tripped on himself. That was the fourth quarter, dog. Was that was like, quarter? like, yeah, the Not game bad. was over if Not that bad. didn't happen. Trauma, you know, makes you forget things. Things That's are cloudy. Fine. Regardless, I I don't think we tripped him up. It was There was no he, hit stick. It was, it's like he got touched and was falling. This happened over the course of like 10 yards. Yeah. So and then he, he caught himself. Mm-hmm. And then he gave tried to like kind of dive and give himself up. And of course, to stay in bounds. there weren't any Packers close enough in the vicinity to touch him, thankfully, in this case, <laughs> because then the ball squirts out. Yeah. No one touched him. So the play is still legally live. And shout out Carrington Valentine for, you know, showing more promise, showing some good IQ. Yeah. Um, That's a couple times in a couple of weeks, right? We've. Uh, if you go back to the Jonathan Owens play, we're like, there's kind of a questionable thing, but we're doing the the correct thing in the moment. Just pick up the ball and run. I was trying to get there. So it's it's nice that a couple of our new Packers, young guys, you know, at least playing the instinctual football. Because you see those plays, and I feel like so many times both of us like scratch our heads when players don't do that, when yeah. you're not on top of it. Like the the infamous Jared Boykin, oh, Bears-Packers yeah. play from the, what, the 2013-14, mm-hmm. Week 17 to take the playoff spot. Which I don't know if I ever told you this. I watched that at uh, our buddy Vashesh's basement. Okay. So my buddy Vashesh and David are both really big Bears fans, and in that that was the the Randall Cobb over Chris Conti to win the game. Oh, and it what was, a game! It was like something out of a sitcom because I'm sitting in the middle of both of them. They're both like, "No," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great play by Carrington Valentine. So I guess we heads can, up, we can be happy on that heads up play. But that was still the turf helping us. And then, as you kind of mentioned earlier, the um. I think it was one of the upmen, like one of the blockers for the uh, the punt for the Giants. Yeah, just the it, was, it was a short punt, just hit the hit the blocker. Got to yell, Peter, 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 a little louder there, guys. Yeah, get away, man. Get gotta, away, get away, get away. It's just like everything in life. You got to communicate. If you don't, mistakes happen. And I, I do think we took advantage of that that muff. Uh, yeah, we got a field goal, I think. All right. That's, that's where we're going to start today. We're going to talk about special teams. I guess we, we've hit on a good amount of it, but I just want to talk about um, Mr. Carlson because – I know he only missed one kick, but this was, I think, the worst game I've seen him play. He only missed one, but he could have missed all of them. He was, like, just barely and, squeaking and, it in. And if you go and look at the, the final score, right, we lost by two. So you get a field goal there. They got a score touch on that last drive. Completely different ball game. Totally. Yeah, I, I'm not worried yet, but I'm, not, I'm no longer surprised when he misses. So here's the – like, you don't want to be – especially with the young kickers – you gotta let him ride it out, like his brother. Uh, we've talked about this. His brother, a really good other example I saw this week was uh, Young Hoku, right for the yes, Falcons. Yes. Who there for a while? Him and and uh, Justin Tucker are going back and forth in a battle of who has the 
highest make percentage in NFL history. Justin Tucker's been doing it for a lot longer, but minimum like 100 times, something like that. They're going back and forth depending on like who misses this week, right? So he's arguably the most accurate kicker of all time. He got cut from the Chargers after a couple games, right? Mm-hmm. And then found his way home to the Falcons. So you got to let these things ride out if you can with some of these kickers especially. And we have a great opportunity here to – it sucks, but to kind of let it ride out, right? Especially he, this season. If he loses us a game this year, it sucks. I'm not happy about it. But we don't actually have Super Bowl aspirations, right? Exactly, yeah. And the good thing – I will say the good thing about him, and we've talked about this before, is his misses don't snowball, right? We haven't seen what we saw from Mason a couple times. We're all of a sudden, dude's like one for five, and now every time we're like, we're going to go for it. It's like fourth and 10, but we cannot kick this field goal because it's not going through. I hope the audible knock on wood is coming through to you guys yep. because we need that. But I agree. Yep. Very good point. He has not snowballed. He's had an, a short memory, as we always yeah. talk about. Yeah. We talk about a lot with cornerbacks, quarterbacks. You need it as a kicker. If you miss, that sucks, but you better make the next one. And so far, he has. So I'll give him that. Uh, we already talked about punt return, kick return, whatever. Nothing really good or bad happened there. Um, a few penalties too that weren't yeah, great. I, I didn't love the penalty on Anthony Johnson Jr. I don't know if it's a blindside block if the dude's looking at you. I, I don't know if that how that's blindside. Let's yeah, let's pause that again. Blindside and looking at you. Those two things just don't really. Yeah, he like go saw together. the Giants player saw Anthony Johnson Jr. coming and kind of braced for it, which by definition I think means it's not a blindside block because you could see him, which means you're at least next to each other. You can see blind. Those two things do not go together. No. So that that was weird. Um, didn't love that. I think the if you look at the rankings so far this year for DVOA, right, which is a stat that kind of tells you. It's a all-encompassing stat that tells you how good a unit is. right? I'm not going to get into the super nitty-gritty on you start it. Start calling you Peter Bukowski. You <laughs> DVOA on our show, Luke. DVOA is good, though. DVOA is good, though. It's a, it's a good metric that pulls a bunch of things together because – if you look at like offensive yards or defensive yards or even points against or points for, a lot of things can go into that, like style of play, how many plays did you have. Um, if you play a – like we, for instance, right, we did a really good job against the Chiefs, held to 19 points. That's great. Mm-hmm. They still scored on the majority of their drives. That's not great. You it was just I mean? the game flow was different. Was Correct. Slow. Yeah. So so yards and points certainly account for that kind of thing. Um but we are 10th in offense. That's good. That's that really good. good. Especially with how many of our horses have been kept in the stables. And they're all like 12 years old. I mean, all of the above. Love it. A lot of ponies. Yeah. A lot of horse references here, bud. Um, I've been horsing around lately. My bad. And we're 28th in both defense and special teams. Yikes. 28th for defense. Feels really Which, bad. Yes. And a, a slight, slight asterisk there, I think, because we once again, we've had a ton of injuries. So we're starting the law firm of Valentine and Valentine. That still feels a lot worse than it should be, though. <laughs> no, I agree. But if you had told me about all the injuries and then you tell me we're 28th, I'm like, okay, I can see it. It feels like we're better than that. I would say it feels like, I would say like 23, 24. Feels I, more I'm with you. I'm with you there. Um, we're just situationally terrible. Not overall terrible. And then special teams 28th as well. So we got some work to do in those two facets. Use the word situational which is why we're just going to quickly go to defense because I think we already talked about the main problem in this game of the read option and filling run lanes with Saquon eventually, people just missing tackles. But this this game, we we talked about we figured new ways to lose, but we also figured out old ways to lose. And I think that we need to check on Joe Barry. I think that we need to get a CT of his head because if there was some sort of infarction during the game, Maybe he's getting some early Alzheimer's. I don't know what's going on. But how did you not realize that we were up by what, Luke, on that last drive? Uh, we were up by one. We were up right? by one. Interesting. Luke, to win a game, when you're down by one. You know, field goal or touchdown? Field goal. Field goal. Hmm. So the opponent needs to get to what, 35, 38, 40 yeah. yard line? And they have a decent kicker. kicker. Yeah. And there's minutes go, ballpark? Yeah. Minute and a half, I think. Over, yeah. And they had timeouts. So they had plenty of time. So calling coverages with your corners fifteen yards off the line of scrimmage probably make a whole lot of sense. What it 
No, because in that situation, right, you there's one thing that can't happen. They can't catch the ball and go out of bounds for any kind of yardage, right? You can catch the ball in bounds. If you give up 10 yards, not the end of the world, right? Because you, you're going to waste a lot of time. Or short out of bounds. If they get two yards and only take off four seconds, who really cares, right? At that's, some point, they're going to need to That's jog. fine. That's a down. It's okay. We can't give up 10 yards because we're playing 15 yards off and just let them walk out of bounds. It was easy money, Luke. Me or you could have led that drive if he were mm-hmm. playing 15 yards off. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Especially, once again, we did this kind of the same thing with Kenny Pickett. Like, why are we respecting their quarterback? You want to respect his wheels? I think you should put a spy out there. Right? Why are we respecting the passing game? It's not even respecting to the quarterback. It's also the receivers they have on the field. And granted, Wondell Robinson did make a nice play on Keyshawn. Which, just which essentially, which that's the hard part, right? Because that kind of goes against. We, we were aggressive that play. And we manned up. And we had Keyshawn up near the line. And dude just got toasted. Well, that was just a bad play from Keyshawn. I don't think yeah. that personally. I, I understand the concept of being aggressive and man. But like I don't with how Keyshawn was playing that game. I think he could have been 10 yards off and still would have done that. But here's the problem, right? So we want him to be aggressive. But if that's what happens when they want to be aggressive, does Joe Barry just not have faith that they're going to be able to do it? I don't know. I mean, I agree. You can't play off anyways. Like, I'd rather them do that, play aggressive, and if you get burned, and you hope they score a touchdown then so you have time left. I mean, we've been complaining of Joe Barry's off coverage. Forever. For years on the show, And not even just time Right, it was just third and eight. Why are we fifteen yards off? It's third and three. Why are we ten yards off? And we were complaining about it not when we had Corey Ballantyne and Carrington Ballantyne, yeah, we had Jair and Razul God and Eric Stokes. And now it, they've said that the cornerbacks have freedom, some freedom as to where they line up. Right, but at some point, if you're the eye in the sky, Joe Barry, and you see your cornerbacks lining up that far off, you you can't let it happen. Okay, either of them though. I don't really know Corey Ballantyne, but the way that the aggressiveness that he plays, I'm pretty sure he has some pretty high self confidence, and we know so. that Carrington Ballantyne does. I don't see how either of them would want to line up ten yards off. I agree. I agree. We play a very passive defense. That's something that I brought up a, a lot this week. Is if you play a passive defense, right? You you're missing a lot of the the fire and the aggression. That you need to play defense. Defense, you, you have to be aggressive. Tucker Kraft's mentality is what you want to have on defense. You 100%. want to have the mindset that this ball is yours, that you are going to stop them, that you are going to impose your will. Isaiah McDuffie, he feels that way. He's got that. He wants to kill you. Yep. That might be it. Pretty much, yeah. At least consistently. You don't really see it from a lot of guys. I mean, Rashawn Gary after a sack maybe, but just with the load count, he hasn't been in enough, I feel like. Especially against the Giants. Did he play? Yeah, and this was a game that I really expected him to kind of show out a little bit. I expected three sacks in DeVito, and we didn't get one as a team. No, that was that was depressing. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of questions defensively there to let a, a bad offense kind of do this to us. Like I said, they we were very stout against Saquon early, which was nice, and then kind of wore down over time, which is not overly surprising. Um, outside of Wondell Robson, nobody did anything for them in the past game. Really offensively, it was just... Tommy DeVito running and Wondell Robinson, and then Saquon had that long run that made him his day look a lot better. Take that run out, he has like 19 carries for 50 yards. That's pretty good. That's good. I'll take that. But just as a whole, 200 yards rushing to the Giants is, it's, is rough. And we've given up 200 yards four times this year. Like, that's rough. You can't have that. You Especially have with how, much, how many pieces we have in that, that front group, right? I mean, everybody's first round pick. Kenny Clark, first round pick. Devontae White, first round pick. Nessie, first round pick. And Igbari was later, but still. Fifth round pick, but Gary, first round pick. Campbell, big free agent. Yeah. I know Quay isn't in there, but it's it's a lot worse than it should be. And I, I if I were going to be playing the Packers, I would do a lot of read option, a lot of running. We're going to have problems when we play teams that will run the ball down our throat. Yeah, I don't think we're what. So we got the Bucks next. Baker's he's just going to annoy us with his scrambling. Rashad, gonna... but Rashad White's been better. No, Rashad White's looked really good. Um, really, nothing to worry about a ton with the Panthers. Vikings, I, we don't even know who they're going to play quarterback. If they play Jaron Hall, we may have some issues. I'm not worried about Nick Mullen scrambling, and their running back room looks terrible. So, um, And obviously, playing the Bears, that, that could be an issue. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, offense, we got to talk about a little bit. Jordan Love looked rough, especially early. He looked uncomfortable. This was the most unsettled I've seen him 
maybe since Kansas City. His first oh, start. I was going to say first start. Yeah, big difference there. Because even when we didn't, he didn't look great earlier in the year, I don't think he looked this uncomfortable and unsettled. I think the issue for me, because there were some accuracy issues, which, you know, we, we know they're, st- they're still there. It was worse. It was worse, but was more troublesome was the decision-making. The mm. interception to Pinnock, I'm not sure if it was covered too. It kind of looked like it. It was, I think Pinnock is technically a corner, so they might have done some weird like moving zones around, but basically you had a guy carrying him underneath. Right. And it was just, just a deep go ball. And the safety came over. Uh, Pinnock came over from the safety position. I'm not sure if they did some weird cover three thing where they moved him around, but he was over the top. He came downhill. That was a very, that should have been a very easy read for Jordan Love. I don't know what he was doing. And the floor and, and was. And he underthrew it by like 20 yards. And the floor was just as pissed. Literally, like in the replay. The play finishes and they show the floor. And he's like, "What are you doing?" Like he is. In, I'm sure there are much worse words than that. He was. He was so pissed. You have that. And um, if for that specific ball, if you're going to throw it, which you should not under any circumstances, you got to send it. That thing's got to be like over his head, or he's going to have to like dive for it down the field. You know what that looked like? That play. What Nick Collins mm, Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah. Which, but there was a reason play, for that. Howard Green, the 400 pound behemoth. That we had was killing Big Ben, and Big Ben just had to chuck it so he didn't get a safety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little different, <laughs> a, little, a little different, my guy. But yeah, you're you're 100 right. The safety should not have to run forward that far to catch a duck. No, so you have that, and then also even just like a there was an AJ Dillon play in the second half where Jordan was about to be sacked. And, oh, that was terrible. And he just tossed it to him. And it was supposed lost like to, seven yards. It was supposed to be a screen, but the screen got blown up. What should happen there, and what Jordan's done before, and what every other quarterback does, you just throw it in the dirt. At AJ's feet, right? It's not hard. It said you throw it to AJ, who catches it. It's a lot to ask for someone to drop a ball like that. And he's got nowhere to go. He missed a couple throws in the red zone as well. He missed a throw to AJ Dillon. And then not... The fumble wasn't necessarily his fault. Kadon Thibodeau made a very good play. But I did think on that read option, I would have bounced it outside. I don't know why and I was confused. Like, Tucker Kraft was out there as the lead blocker. Exactly. Like, it was a good block. Like, follow him. You had at least a shot at making that first down, but when he took it inside, I was like, there's, You had no shot, and you're no running way. into freak athletes. Like, if I trust Jordan Love to make a play, it's going to be on a corner, not Kavion Thibodeau, who's one of the freakiest edge rushers in the league. It's simple geometry. Use the angle. Why would you not go outside? There was no one there. I'm not guaranteeing it's the first down because Kavion would have closed. Yeah. But he at least has a shot, and you're not going right into his arms. And you're also— if you're running away from him, the tackle's not going to be much— easier at that point you're also not going into traffic because Correct. the issue in that play was he kind of got held up he got held up because you went inside and i think then that tucker crafts guy like released yeah because there there, tucker's was, not expecting that well yeah but there was gonna be like a natural pick so if he goes outside of tucker craft then Kayvon has to go through the guy tucker that, tucker yeah, Kraft the and the guy that he's blocking yeah. since he goes inside the guy releases mm-hmm. off of tucker and then he falls under Jordan Love. Like that was one of those weird plays because they on the broadcast they thought he was down, which I think a lot of us did. But since the guy was underneath Jordan Love, then Kayvon Thibodeau has the time to come over and, and just completely strip the shit out of that ball. Yep. That was violent. Yep. That was rough. And Thibodeau was one of those guys we talked about coming into the game is like if he shows up, he could be a problem. He Wasn't did. a huge problem, but I mean that was a big play in that he game up. for sure. He showed up. Uh we'll give very slight props to Jordan for that final drive. I was going to say we, I mean, have, we to. have to bring it up because if you suck all game long, but you, you come alive and score the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter, at the end of the fourth quarter, okay. Like, we've seen that before with Brett and Aaron where they didn't have it, they didn't have it, they didn't have it, but we still pull the game out at the end, mm-hmm. right? You need to have that ability to lock out all the noise You've been terrible. Your actually has been off. You haven't been trusting your reads. You haven't been trusting the offensive line. But at the end of the day, you need to make a play and you do. However, this isn't on Jordan. And some of the injury history or the injury news probably explains this somewhat. But, like, what the hell were we doing on that drive? Malik Heath, baby. Well, not even Malik Heath. But, like, why are we going five wide? We we don't have five receivers? Well, A, we don't have five receivers. B, the run game was actually, like, working pretty good. A.J. Dillon only had 15 carries, 53 yards, but it felt like every play was positive. Yes. Right? Especially towards the end of the game. Um, and we were playing, like, there was a minute and a half less on the clock. 
Like, we had so much time to get down there. We were at the 20-yard line with, like, what, a meter and a half, minute, 40 seconds left, whatever it was. Why are we – why don't we run the ball? Take your time. And this way they don't have time to go make a game We literally Google. did this last week, right, against the Chiefs. The timing was different and everything, but we, we drew out that last drive. Make them use all the timeouts. Run as much clock as you can. Be the team that scores with 20 seconds left. Maybe LaFleur's anxiety was a little too high. Aaron always talks about that, and he was obviously a little rattled in this game as well. You know, when you're angry, when you're anxious, you're not quite thinking straight. It just, I, I don't get it. Like, we needed to take a lot more time out of that drive. But we were acting like we got to score right now. And maybe they were thinking, if we don't score, we want another shot at it. But that can't be the thought process. That's the a thought process pass. has to be, we're going down, we're going to score, we're going to bleed this clock, we're going to give... Tommy DeVito as little time as possible or none. We're going to win this game or we're going to lose it at the goal line. It's, it's one of those two, right? Our offense will win or lose this game at the goal line. That had to be the the plan. That has to be the plan in that situation. And for whatever reason, we we're just like, nope, hurry up. Five wide. We're never going to run the ball. Like, I don't get it. Uh, I was happy that Malik Heath kind of saved himself. Yeah, redemption for Malik. Redemption. Uh, Jane Reed was wide open on that touchdown throw, by the way, that last one, like just wide open would have been a lot easier than Malik Heath's, but glad we got to go back to him to redeem himself. Get, after that, t- a, get that taste out of your mouth. A little bit of a lazy catch. The, the play previous, right? He good, strong hands catch. And then just kind of like got lazy with it at the end. That's, that's the reason that play where, where he knocked it out after he took two steps. That's the reason where in high school, they teach you strong hands, catch it, tuck it as soon as humanly possible. Get that thing tucked because no one's going to take it away from you then. Don't just leave it out here in la-la land so you can drop it and get whacked. Um, I'm talking about strong hands a lot lately on this show. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I'll, I'll stop talking about Jordan Love no. and the offense. That was that was pretty much my main thing. And also, for the love of God, can I see less uh, Jin Reed sweepy stuff? There were so many reverses. I thought I was back to my childhood playing Uno. I mean, it says Jane Reed had 10 targets, and at least half of those were the little passy things. Two or three are nice, but it was almost nauseating how many times we did that. The two-point conversion play, don't love. Um, It'd be nice if Elton Jenkins could remember that he's all pro and actually block people. Yeah, no, it was there to be made, I think. But on two-point conversion, I want options. That play gives you no options. Nope, it's ride or die, and that's it. I want, basically, I want an RPO. Pretty much every every two-point play. Yeah, feel the box is light. Mm -hmm. Then just let, let AJ try to go get two yards. Have maybe a quick slant, something on the outside where you have an option, and if all else fails, have Jordan run, right? I, I want that to be pretty much every single two-point play. I know we did, like, we tried to do the Philly special, right, oh, a couple weeks ago. That like, was terrible. Like, just do an RPO every single time. Trust Jordan to make the right decision. Call it a day. Simple. I like it. And effective, because like you said, it is all about just reading the defense, especially, like you said, idea of a quick slant and like a yeah, I think like halfback a- dive RPO, because it's way... It's a simple read. You yeah. read the linebackers. If they come up, you throw it over the, you know, you throw yeah. it right to Dobbs or whoever and, it is. And then you add, well, you can add the read option element to it, right? You see a lot of teams it's do It's hard to do, yeah. Tommy DeVito did it to us this game. Um, you add that. If the guy crashes, you pull. If the guy stays and the linebackers come up, you throw the slant behind them, right? You got so many options. Like, it's a simple play. Gets run against us all the time. Just do that. I understand you can't do that every single time, but like, stop being so creative at the two-yard line. That should be a staple of the, of the two-point situation. Correct. That sure. should at least be an option on the table. Instead of Philly special and reverses and fake punts and all the other crap that we do. Yeah, don't, don't, don't like it at all. Speaking of familiar foes. Baker, this is what the third year, right? We're moving on. That's, what, that's yeah. what's happening. That's mm-hmm. okay, because I, I think I've gotten pretty much everything out that I wanted to get out. Um Third year in a row that Baker will play at Lambeau in December. Fun fact. How did last year's game go? That's when he was on the Rams, right? Did we pick him off uh, three times? Yeah. We've picked him off three times both other times. Perfect. So no pressure, boys. But you got to kind of keep that going here. <laughs> well, we already blew LaFleur's December streak, so. Oh, I just realized that. That's so depressing. Yeah. To the Giants. The Danny DeVito Giants. Dude, well, we were listen, we were playing Danny DeVito <laughs> in New Jersey. We couldn't see him back there. What did we expect to happen? Do we know what the weather's going to be like for Sunday? Um, I do not. Because if it's snowing, regardless, we're playing the Bucks in December. There's going to be some flashbacks for me, I think for it's sure. supposed to be like 40 degrees or something, so not not as cold as I would hope. But and not snow, for sure, then. Maybe rain, but... Yeah. Um, 
big storyline going into this game will be injuries for us because at at least at one point this week we didn't know if we were going to have AJ Dillon broken thumb. So like maybe that's why he wasn't out there on the last drive. But you also have Patrick Taylor, who played really well. I thought he has been playing well since we brought him back. He should have been on the field for that last drive. Uh, if AJ Dillon can go because of thumb, which that's reasonable, he broke thumb. I get it. Again, it depends on which hand it is. We should be able to hold the ball in both hands, depending on what direction you're running and and whatnot. All right, fullback. My bad. Well, you want the you now you don't want to carry the football to the field side in case where people punched. are. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, so there for a while we thought we may be down him. Watson's not going to play. He's doubtful. Jane Reed had a concussion. Maybe he didn't, but he was in concussion protocol. Uh, Dontavian Wicks said that his ankle was effed after the game, so probably a high ankle sprain. Which for the viewers at home, he's not saying fun, just to be clear. No. Yeah. If it's a high ankle sprain, there's a good chance he's out for the year. Out uh, for the regular season. Regular season. You're right. Uh, which would then leave us with Romeo, Bo Melton, and Samari Toure? I would say Romeo, Samari Toure. Samari Toure, then Bo and Melton. Then Bo Melton. And then my boy Grant Dubose. Yeah, he'd get called up as wide receiver four. Terrifying. Uh, Samari Toure, wide receiver two. Terrifying. Um, thankfully, it looks like Jaden Reed... Did not have a concussion, so we played protocol, so that's good. AJ Dillon sounds like he's going to play. Aaron Jones sounds like he might play. Um, that would be a big deal. We're still going to be without Wicks and Watson, though. So maybe we should not be doing a whole lot of five wide, condense it, do some yeah. pony. Just, yeah. just an idea. More yeah. tight ends. All the tight ends. I'm, I would rather have Ben Sims out there than Bo Melton. I'm just going to say that. Think of your personnel choices. Think about who you have. Well, and it's tough because we're going to have Romeo and a bunch of short dudes, right? Because Jane Reed's short. I love Jane Reed, but he's short. Samari Toure, short. Bo Melton, short. Grant Dubose. He's the only other one. I want to see him play, dude. He was my draft darling after Steve Smith was talking about him. That's true. He was the only one you liked after you kind of crapped on like the entire middle rounds. I did but... not crap on the entire middle rounds. You kind of did. You kind of did. It was just Wicks. Oh, I guess And the defensive linemen. And two of them. We had a lot of picks. It wasn't the entire <laughs> middle rounds, but there were a few that I thought were some stinkers. Clifford. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Everyone was crappy on Clifford. Oh, no. Yeah. Understandably. Um, so yeah, we got we got some potential issues. The good news is, I think Savage is going to play. Um, Jair might play. Well, who knows? I'm not going to count on Jair, but I think Stokes might play. He's been full participant in practice. He has to come off IR, I think, by like Monday or Tuesday, something like that. So, um, or he doesn't get to come off IR. So I imagine he gets activated. The only question will be: Is he actually going to play, or is he going to be kind of a the inactive come game day. I think I think he's going to play. And is he actually going to play on defense? Because remember, last time we activated him, he played on special teams for he got two hurt plays. Like the third play. <laughs> yeah. So maybe let's just have him play actual cornerback. Yeah, I mean, if you try to just, I don't, and like, I don't mean like you don't have him out there starting against Mike Evans, but work him in with Ballantyne. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. I'm just just remembering that we're having to play Mike Evans, and I know it's. It's Baker, but we just lost to Tommy DeVito and just thinking about like who do we who do we put on Mike Evans now? It's Carrington or Corey. And I, I'd I, almost say Ballantyne. He's a little bit bigger, more physical. Bigger Ballantyne. I'm not against it. I mean, the options aren't wonderful. If only we had like a good like a six two guy, really good in the zone, really good at like watching the quarterback's eyes. I feel like that would really help against Mike Evans. Any idea who I'm talking about? Do we ever no. have a guy like that? No. Uh, we oh we also picked up David Long, right? And we got rid of Caillou Blue Kelly. Oh, the corner, right? Yeah, David so Long was a ram. Ram. We're just getting all Joe Barry's old guys. Pretty much. But he was like a third-round pick. I, I'm okay with it. He's 25. He's he started old. in the league. I remember us, I, I think, picking on him. But um, but he started. He's got some experience in the scheme. I think that's that's probably a good good call. We need some more bodies out there. Kelly, Kelly you did not deserve number 24. We'll see what David Long wears. <laughs> I think, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. So, uh. Yeah, the Buccaneers, right? So Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, Rashad Chris Godwin, White. Rashad White's looking good. He's been great for my fantasy team. Um, Defense is super banged up. Vitavea may not go. Vitavea is not going to go. Levante David's hurt. I think Winfield's hurt. So I mean, they they still have a lot of those pieces from the super staunch defense that they've had over the years. They're, they're just, just banged up. Yeah, uh, Devin White questionable. Vitavea doubtful. Ryan Neal, their safety doubtful. Jamel Dean, questionable. Chris Godwin, questionable. Uh, William Golston, out. Carlton Davis, out. 
Ryan Jensen, their center, has been on IR all year. Mm-hmm. Big blow for them early. Yeah, huge. Was that like two years in a row, I feel like? Because Brady's their, last year, too. long snapper is questionable. So that could, be, that could be a thing. Um, <laughs> all right, Rick Passaccia, take advantage of that somehow. Send, <laughs> somehow. Send Josiah over the top. So we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting. We're finally playing a team that seems almost as banged up as we are. Um, so that'll be nice. If Devin White doesn't go, he, he apparently hasn't been awesome. Right, mm-hmm. he, he kind of peaked a little early there, but no Vita Vea. That's huge, especially if Aaron Jones comes back, get the run game going. Uh, Ryan Neal would be big as well as Dean if we can get that secondary beat up a little bit. Also, Chris Godwin, don't want him to play. He hasn't had an awesome year, but the less weapons they have, the better. Going up against our secondary, and against our secondary, depending on you know how we actually play, if we get good Joe Barry or, or bad Joe Barry. Well, does mean, he, he could go off? Does he think Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback or a bad quarterback? Please think Baker's good. Please, <laughs> I'm begging. I, Joe Barry, I want you to have as much confidence in Baker Mayfield as Baker Mayfield has in Baker Mayfield. Please. 100%. 100%. Um, like you said, they really got the run game going the last couple of weeks with Rashad White. He's a big factor out of the backfield as well. And Mike Evans is a problem. Kate Odden at tight end has had some more Yeah, uh, no, he's, he's, been he's been coming on. He's been coming on. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll Hopefully no Vita Vea. That'll really help the run game up the middle because he is a behemoth. I think he's a top three nose tackle in the he's league. Giant, and he's good too. And he's yeah. got he's got wheels for a big man. You know he'll penetrate quick and get in there. Yeah, he's a problem. He can also, I mean, impact on passing plays. Just think about who he's going up against. Myers and Runyon, boys, please. And like a series of Sean Ryan. And a series of Sean Ryan. Yeah, we've been sprinkling that in consistently every week for the past like three. Yeah, it'll be. This is another game we should win. Like, if we don't, don't, do, don't Why pull did a you Giants. Say that? Why'd you say that? I'm, I'm, because I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be confident. All right. We should win this game. We should win this game. I hope we win this game. I wish we win this game. But after the trend of us doing this, I, I might over the summer, mm-hmm. you know, when there's, when there's no football, when it's at like the deadest moment before training camp starts, yep. I might just sit and listen to like the end of like all of our shows. And see what our record is when we're both confident that we're going to win. Oh, well, probably I'm sure terrible. it's like two and seven, honestly. Probably. So I'm just going to say I I hope we have a fun game. I hope everyone's having a nice holiday season. You know, yeah. Christmas, your Hanukkah, your Kwanzaa, whatever it is. If you hate holidays, I hope you're doing well. Whatever you're doing, but until next time, go Paco. Go Paco.